Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addiction specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we are talking about what defines you. What happens when we tune into the rules and definitions of others rather than tuning into our highest self? An identity mindset restricts your fullest potential. But this is what happens after we've been in a relationship with someone on the dark triad. That's their goal. Their goal is to get us away from ourselves, to redefine us and reprogram us and make us forget all about who we were. And then over time, because of the positive and the negative rewards or consequences, our protective brain sets it up that way. It's, it's like circuitry. This is what happens. We don't, we're not even aware of it because it's going on at the subconscious level. Or before we know it, we are complying with them. We are distrusting our own sense of self. We're distrusting our judgment, our opinions, our memory. And then we can easily be defined by someone else or by something else. So this, this episode, we're going to look closely at what is defining you. I, identify that. We got to look through that. We have to pay attention to that in order to bring it into our awareness so that we can change it. Is it your job? Is it how much money you have? Is it your spouse, your children, your friends? Maybe it's your talents, the things that you're good at, the things that you can do well, your personality, your accomplishments, your hobbies. Maybe it's your social status or your status in general, your image or your social circle. Maybe it's those who you surround yourself with or it's your experiences, or your values. Hopefully it's more in line with your values, because that's more along the lines of who you truly are, what you value, what you place as important. Is it your appearance? Or is it others' opinions of you? Or the approval of others, or disapproval of others? 
the, the number of likes or followers that you have. These things, if we're not careful, can subconsciously come in and become our values and become what is important to us. And in reality, it's not. But it's easy to forget that when we are being brainwashed or gaslit. It's the internal programming, the positive and negative consequences that we received that contribute to our behavior. It's like any other kind of training. If we express an independent opinion and we get met with a negative consequence, whether it is um, shunning or belittling or stonewalling or rejecting, blaming, anything. It could be rage or anger. It could be threats of abandonment. It doesn't matter. It could be subtle. We might not even know what it is, but, uh, but we sense it. Our bodies sense it. Our nervous system senses it. And so the programming in the brain says, okay, don't do that again. And it puts it in the body somewhere, places that energy somewhere that comes up in a form of a false cognition along the lines of, I can't trust myself, but it's not even that verbal. It's not, it, it doesn't really hit the consciousness that much. It's just a feeling to where we're kind of automatically reacting. And then we end up living by the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. And that's the internal programming. We might not even know why anymore. When I was in graduate school, they told us this fable of ham, I guess, cooking ham so that we could understand how things get passed down and we just automatically do things without questioning it. It was about this mother that was cooking ham and um, she kept cutting off the ends of the ham and just throwing them away before she cooked them until one time her child asked her, why are you doing this? Why do you throw the ends of the ham away? And she was saying, well, that's because that's the way my mother did it. And when she asked her grandmother, why did you do that? Why, what, why don't we use those ends of the ham? And the grandmother said, well, that's because the way, that's the way my mother did it. And then that's the way that her mother did it. So it went back for generations, apparently. But the real reason was they originally did it because the pan was too little. And they had no other way to fit the ham in there but to cut the ends off of it. But that's no longer needed because they make bigger pans now. The ham fits in there. They don't need to cut the ends off. But it's programmed. And so it's the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. So they end up thinking, oh, I need to cut the ham off. I need to cut the ends of these hams off. I should do this. But it's not needed anymore. This is how internal programming works. It just goes on and on for so long and we don't even realize it until it becomes a should or a shouldn't. So we need to let go of the shoulds. The first thing we need to do is identify the shoulds, the rules. They're usually along the lines of what we have talked about before in previous podcasts, which is fog, F-O-G, fear, obligation, and guilt. Fear that you're not doing it right, fear that there's going to be retaliation or some kind of negative consequence, obligation, a sense of obligation. It has to be done this way. I need to do this. This is, I'm obligated to do this. Or guilt, which is just anger inside out. Guilt is conditioned anger that is, I say, turned inside out because it gets internalized. It's usually when somebody has the natural feeling, the natural emotions of anger, but are not allowed to express it outwardly because the consequences of doing so would be more negative than 
just internalizing it. So it gets internalized into, oh, I'm the bad person. I shouldn't have done that. It wasn't them. It was me. We need to let go of all of that internal programming, including approval seeking. Because when we're seeking approval from others, we're placing our identification, we're placing the definition of ourselves in someone else's possession. And that is a very dangerous idea. We want to stay in our own lane. And if we start buying into the approval of others, then we're shifting our focus, the locus of control. It's no longer internal. It's external. So we don't want to give credence to anybody else's praises any more than we want to give credence to their disapproval or their opinions. They often have nothing to do with you. If you ask a committee of 20 people for an opinion about a project, you're going to likely get 20 different answers because you're getting 20 different perspectives. There's always going to be those that approve and there's always going to be those that don't approve. And so those that don't approve, a lot of times it's because they don't understand or because they're indifferent or because they have their own internal programming. So we want to look at these. We want to look at identifying the rules of the shoulds and shouldn'ts. We want to look at approval seeking. These are all things that lead us to incorrectly defining ourselves or allowing others to define us instead of being our truest self. We want to let go of these rules. And when we talk about the authentic self, what does that actually mean? What is the self? What makes up the self? Is it your brain? Is it your mind? Is it your heart? Is it your body? Which part of you is in charge? Which part of you is experiencing the life that you have? Observing the actual self, mind, brain, body, soul. It's probably all, it's probably not just one, but it's the holistic system of all. So you want to pay attention to your body. You want to pay attention to your heart. You definitely want to pay attention to your emotions. Remember, emotions are our highest guidance. And that will give us clues about our values. What we place value on. Our likes, our dislikes, our interests. What are your goals? Sit back and think about what are your goals and why do you have goals? Is it to impress others? Is it because you're genuinely interested in it? Is it just because you want to do it and you don't even know why you want to do it? You just enjoy this stuff. This is kind of separating it out a little bit, but you, you need to bring it all into your awareness so that you understand this self aspect versus other aspect and why it's so important to trust your truest self. Find your center. Finding your internal compass. Remember, that's what's lacking in people along that dark triad. They don't have that internal compass, that moral compass. They are looking outwardly, and they want you to look outwardly too, or at least they're training you to look outwardly. But you're the one with the answers. You're the one with the connection to your highest self, And you want to keep that. Don't let them take that from you. Finding your center or your compass isn't a rigid thing. It's not like an anchor. It's it's just being aware of the energy that moves through you. 
we're fluid and flexible and we need to remain fluid and flexible because energy is going to be moving through us all the time and you're not the energy that moves through you you're not what happened to you you are experiencing the energy around you in multiple ways you're not what happened to you but you're learning from your experiences experiences people places things that will come and go in your life continuously and that's what makes life rich and that's what gives us these experiences that help us to grow emotionally and spiritually hanging on to any of it stops our growth and progress those are called attachments attachments to what some religions actually refer to as false gods be careful because we don't want to tune into these so-called false gods we don't we want to be aware of what our attachments are we want to tune in to ourselves tune into you and in order to find that focus again on your interests your likes your dislikes what raises your energy levels Think of the things that you love, the people that you love and are connected with. What makes you smile? That's you. That's you at your core. It won't be the same as everyone else. So it makes no difference what anyone else thinks. What makes you different? What makes you different is important and it's important to carve out time for yourself to do some of this self-reflection. Your heart holds your truth. It knows things that your brain can't explain. Your brain and your body, your nervous system, that holds the programming. So, and there's an infinite amount of things that exist outside of that very limited paradigm. That paradigm is the programming, the programming that your brain and your body has stored to get you to navigate through this three-dimensional material world where we can perceive energy in limited forms, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell, on limited spectrums. But there is a lot beyond that. And when we're born into this world, our brain does all the mapping, and it depends on our upbringing, because every situation is different, each life is different, but our brain will map out what we move towards, what we move away from, and that goes on at a rapid speed in early development, but throughout our lives. And when we're in toxic relationships, our brain is still doing that. And so it, it does take hold. It goes into our nervous system. We start feeling it um, in our bodies. And that's why with all my clients, I always say, where are you feeling that in your body? Because that's where the energy is being held, that programmed energy that is holding on to those false beliefs, those negative cognitions. Narcissists, sociopaths, anyone along that dark triad, are, they are very effective at reprogramming empathetic and self-reflecting people, people that have high sensitivity, people that have the ability to introspect and tune into their highest self and find pleasure and love and all kinds of experiences in this life, in this world. But once the programming takes hold, we start tuning into that instead and we forget who we are. We forget who we are at our, at our core, what we love, what we like, what we value. And we forget about trusting ourselves and our intuition. And we start placing our trust in the narcissist, 
or the sociopath or whoever. And then, in fact, it spills over into not being able to trust ourselves at all. So now we're constantly seeking outside approval. We're trying to define our, we're redefining ourselves with all of those things that we talked about earlier, with our job, our status, our work, our social circle, etc. But those things don't define us and they never did. And then we start to realize that those actually don't define us. And then we see how our narcissistic partner feels about us. And how do they feel about us? Well, they feel nothing except for disgust and hate because they hate themselves. But they want to keep you under their spell. So they're going to keep up with the programming and the manipulation and the gaslighting. And you thought that they loved you in the beginning. Well, you know what? They were attracted to you in the beginning. They were attracted to your energy in the beginning and they thought that they could take that from you, that they, you would make them that way. And when it doesn't work for them because you get too close to them and they can't stand themselves, so therefore they can't stand you anymore, then they despise you. And But now it's too late because the programming's already been done. You have already started to believe that you're this type of person, how they've defined you. And that the other person that you really are doesn't exist or never did. They might have, they might start noticing imperfections and trying to rub that in or point that out. Flaw after flaw after flaw. You feel like you've lost your shine. You feel like you were knocked off your pedestal. And the devaluation process takes hold and the fairy tale ends. And then it's this perpetual cycle that you go back into of love bombing and then devaluing, and then love bombing, and then devaluing. There's more to it than that, but it's just a round and round game. It's a never-ending cycle. And this is how the programming perpetuates, and this is how we maintain it. But we want to break this. We want to get out of this. Get the I out of the way. The I is the ego. I am. I am not. I should I shouldn't get those out of the way and just get back to experiencing, get back to where you were before you got in this toxic relationship. And if it happened in childhood, get back to your early child, your earliest childhood memory before any, before you started focusing on the I, you have it in you, you have empathy. You would not be listening to this podcast if you didn't have empathy or a desire to introspect or self-reflect or change or looking for answers to how to fix your relationship or how to fix yourself, you would not be here. So you have it. You already have that in you. You want to turn back to that. Let go of the I, let go of the shoulds, let go of the shouldn'ts. Anytime you start doing things because this is the way it goes or anytime you notice that fog, that fear, obligation, or guilt, bring it to your awareness Notice it. Oh, wait, this is a should. Why am I doing this? Why am I cutting both ends of that ham off? Question it. What is, where did that rule come from? Did it come from your upbringing? Did it come from your religion? Did it come from a belief system that you may or may not even understand? Did it come from the narcissist? But dig into it a little bit and bring it into your awareness. But really, more importantly, pay attention again to your body because your body is going to know where that programming is. Your intuition is a little bit different. Your intuition is, it comes from a higher place. Pay attention to all of it. And if you want to truly connect, you need to get in the actual moment 
stop that endless anxiety track of reviewing the past and anticipating the future and round and round and ruminating. Get out of that and just tune in to the present moment. That will help you. That'll help you clear your mind out. Start paying attention to the sounds around you, to the energy around you, to the smells, to how your body feels, to what you're experiencing right now. And just get quiet. And that's how you get back to your truest self. It takes discipline. It takes daily work. But you're worth it. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com. Thank you.